0: We're getting into it, we're jumping into Christmas talk
1: yeah. And it can be a tough season for a lot of people Even the whole like concept of like what Santa brings Or what he contributes and stuff like that It's very strange to me Robin was texting me earlier today And I was like, just get her this and put it from Santa And she's like, nope, that's the big one And Santa brings the little ones, remember? And I was like, I have no idea yeah. <laughs> There's no handbook yeah. No one's on the same page with this guy If you got some time to relax
0: your mind Come have with The Real Dad Podcast Welcome to the Real Dad Podcast I mean, you already knew what it was Because you clicked the button And if you had eyes and you could see the button That you were clicking on was the Real Dad Podcast Anyways, welcome uh, Thanks for clicking that button I'm Dave I'm Mark I'm Joey and I'm Brian. Sorry about that intro, boys.
2: Yeah. Was, I don't know where you were going with that. But so that's how it started. Where here. are we going from here, boys? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I had no idea what I was doing. I just thought, just words come out of my mouth sometimes, you know? That's yeah. fair. It's a, a toss-up on whether it's good or not. You're flipping a coin sometimes. I think it. the average has worked out well for me yeah, in 100%. the past. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so we're just, we're having
2: fun. Quantity Absolutely. over quality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Is there yeah. such thing as a fake dad? Are we the opposite of a fake dad as the real dad podcast? Uh, I think there's there's fake dads. Okay. I think, like, the fake What's dad. a fake dad? A fake
0: dad would be, like, pretending like everything's good and everything's fine mm. or or wow. just, like. that deep. Yeah. I think I like we're, we're real because we're sharing our real stories. Like, we're, mm. we're sharing our failures as parents, our bad dad moments. We're sharing our struggles. And I think most people don't talk about those. And you just right. kind of fake yourself through life.
2: Right, right, right. Sometimes right. it's kind of fun to be a bad dad. Am I wrong there? Oh, no, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, the other day, Coop, uh, he's, gotten, he's getting into the screaming stage where he'll, like, just scream at you. If he doesn't like what you're saying, he's out and he's screaming. Yeah. So it starts with a no, and then I'll drive the point farther because I'm a glutton for punishment. So you say it again, no again, say it again. He's just nah! I was like, nah, oh, fuck it, we're getting into this. Just screamed right back in his face. <laughs> <laughs> it stunned him for a second, and then he smacked me across the face. <laughs> don't you ever do that again, like, All right, well
3: played, well played, well played. Get we're your here. shit together, yeah. father! Yeah, <laughs> legs in the other room. She's
2: like, what is happening in there? I was like, I don't know, I wanted to try something new. It have was you, totally worth it. Have you well,
1: guys seen the TikToks of, like, how I play, it's like a mom- account to, like, how I play with my kids versus how my, like, their dad plays with their kids, and it's, like, they're all gentle, and the dad just, like, it's, like, down with the sickness comes oh, on, yeah. and they're, like, beating the <laughs> shit It's totally how we are. <laughs> so, like, Mav will come walking up to me, and he's only, like, I don't know, like, eight, 18 months, not even, like, yeah. just turned a year, and I'll just straight palm his face and throw him down on like a bed and now he tries to do it to like Robin and stuff like he'll walk over to him and they be like ah. and she like looks at him and she like he like takes her like by the side and he's trying to like push her over she's like it's only a matter of time before that shit starts working
4: Maddie doesn't have any time for it she just shuts it down yeah. right away she's oh, like wow. no we're not doing that okay. <laughs> so I pick them up and throw them around yeah, That's yeah right. Right. <laughs> What about
0: mocking your kids? My kids hate it, but like mimicking them. Me, 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 me. Like you're just an shit. asshole. You are an asshole. That's a, that's a dickhead that's a, thing to do. Yeah, that's a
1: hard no in our house. Are
0: you
2: kidding me?
4: Robin
1: will fucking shoot me in the face. if i come in and bully my kids.
2: Me, 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 me. This guy,
1: Jesus, fakes April fools for getting them a dog. <laughs>
3: you're never living belittles that
1: Belittles them. Picks up on their insecurities. What's wrong with you? Mocking is just another word for bullying. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying yeah.
0: you guys don't bully
1: your kids? <laughs> Oh, no, I don't bully
2: my but core. But you're so Maybe much he's bigger than them. I'm yeah. <laughs> the not, so not even going to support it. I'm not even going to support it. But you're so much bigger than
1: I love how he comes uh, in like it's normal. So guys,
2: we can all relate on this
1: it. one, right? Yeah. You'll never guess how many tears I got out of Abby
0: He's cutting her up. Oh, they start crying, and then you mock the cry. You just got to keep digging no, deeper
4: into no, it. No, absolutely right. not. Oh. Maddie's getting lighter on the like she used to get mad at me when we'd wrestle with when i'd wrestle with the kids and they'd get hurt right she'd be like ah oh, like i knew this was gonna happen blah 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 right now she just she's like you guys do your thing and yeah. they always end up crying at some point
2: yeah oh for sure but yeah, yeah. it's
4: like two seconds and they're right back at yeah, it it's great yeah. i love it
2: that's the one thing that giant crash pillow is good for i got it for meg for her birthday because yeah. it was one of those like she wanted it so I was like whatever i'm terrible at gifts so you said you wanted this <laughs> It's awful. Like, it takes up so much room, it doesn't fit in any room. <laughs> Terrible in every other way, except for the kids. Because We yeah. bring it into the TV room every now and again. And yeah, I just chuck them on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> so much fun. Like, I'll lift them right up over my head and just power bomb. Yeah. I just, well, again. It's good way to take out frustration if they're pissing means, you off yeah. that day. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, little
4: extra throw. Like, I hit my kids pretty hard with pillows. Yeah. So
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't hold back yeah. either. Oh, fuck, so you guys can smash your kids? With
1: pillows, Listen, it doesn't, it doesn't use hurt. It. So as fuck. <laughs> okay, they will toughen up.
0: Basically, it doesn't, it yeah, doesn't yeah. hurt <laughs> them. It's,
1: it's with it. pillows. Put <laughs>
0: bricks in your pillows.
1: You, of course, you went there. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> oh dear. So that is being a real dad. right? Yeah. Yeah. we're sharing okay. our real dad okay. moments. Yeah, I love it. Otherwise, we could have been like. Yeah, I was playing Tea Party the other day, and it was going. Fuck you! I swimming. like Tea Party. Okay, come on. <laughs> oh. You know what? When I do Riley like, sets, sets up a picnic, it's it's, it's adorable. How yeah. long How can, can you, you play pretend for, though? I'm not kind of over long. Long. it because no, no, Abby's I mean, the youngest, and she's like, "Daddy, let's play school," and I'm like, "No, I don't want to play school." Or I was like, "Okay, like." Aria's is your art teacher. Go yeah. see Aria for art yeah. <laughs> class or something like that. Like, I'm the, the principal. I'm going to my office. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't yeah. have time for pretend anymore. The mental capacity's not there. Like mm. maybe
1: I can do it for like five minutes, but I'm not that drained yet. I'm still I'm still in it. Yeah. But I feel like when Mav gets older, I'm gonna not be in it. Like I I'm already at that. Like right now, Aubrey was great because we would build. Thing so we have blocks we like build castles she's still yeah. there she's like yes I want to do this and I want to build Mav just comes over and knocks the shit over oh, so it's yeah. like now it's a game of like how tall can we make this tower before we call Baba like Baba comes over and knocks it over you're like five or six blocks up now, and he's like, "Rah!" Boom, <laughs> and takes the shit over. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I can remember that because I remember building a block tower, but also building a side block tower. Right. So <laughs> once they knock the one down, then you've already got the other oh, one started. Oh, strategic! Yeah, you got to kind of space them out. Yeah, yeah okay. that's smart.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I don't like: um, parades. I'm with you on this whole Santa Claus parade thing. Right. I'm not about
2: it. It's not about it, you, you guys. It's not about parades, really. I See, I grew up not liking parades, but now I'm starting to get in them just because of the kids. Yeah. So, it's, like, when wow. I've gone the last two years, because we didn't have uh, Santa Claus, sorry for any children that, for some reason, <laughs> listening to the episode, maybe talk to your parents <laughs> and say so you shouldn't be listening oh, to this. Man. Uh, man. We didn't grow up with Santa Claus in our house, Hooray. so, like, that was never a thing for us, so I think parades just... Uh, Santa Claus parade. There's no point in going if you don't believe in Santa Claus because then it's just a fat guy in a suit. Um, <laughs> so we never went so they were never a thing for me but now going and watching my kids and how much they enjoy it and seeing the so whole So Santa is in your broadcast. house? He so. is in our house very much so. Got yeah. it. Okay.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah, he brings them one gift. That's the one thing we switched up. So from Meg's growing up she had Santa Claus. Yeah. So... What we do in our family is there's a, a a bag that Santa brings with one gift. So he brings them one gift. Everything else is from us or Grandma and Pop or family. Like, the majority of the gifts are from family, and then Santa brings them one. That way, Santa's, Santa's well, not getting insane. all the credit. Yeah, yeah. that son of a bitch isn't taking my credit. Exactly. Like, there's a lot of budgeting stuff. that goes into this, yeah. kids. You need to understand.
1: 100%. I don't remember anything from my childhood relating to this issue or this topic. Really? Like, We've, Christmas? So... <laughs> Like oh, kind a big of, topic. it's weird. It's, okay. it is weird. Cause so we never went to, to Santa Claus parades growing up. So it wasn't even like a thing until I had like nieces and nephews. And I'm like, this is amazing. I love the idea Hallmark movies. Go us. And we get there and they're just whining and crying. Can we, are we doing this? And, blah, blah, blah. and then it's cold and sometimes it's raining and I'm like, this sucks. This is the worst. Right? Yeah, I, right. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and then we did it a couple times with with my daughter when when she was little, and, and it was cute, but it, you get that, like, okay, is this over yet? Like, are we done yet? There's a lot of people here. COVID kind of ruined it, and now this is our first year where it's like, yeah, the Santa Claus Parade is back. I'm like, I don't have a single good memory of this experience. So I'm now I'm kind of hoping that it's better with two kids that are potentially miserable and cold. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be better for so sure. So the listener,
0: this whole conversation came about because Brian texted us to say, right. "Hey, you Sorry. guys want to go to the parade this weekend?" To which I was like, uh, "I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to hold my, my like kids life. at <laughs> peace." <laughs> you guys don't like parades? What's your problem with <laughs> parades? <laughs>
4: I love parades. I
0: don't know. It just seems like a lot of work. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it is a lot of work. Standing like, out in the me, cold,
0: the lines, the cars, the people. It's nostalgia.
4: It's like going to Tim Hortons, grabbing a hot chocolate, even when yeah. I don't usually drink hot chocolate, get hot chocolate and Timbits or whatever. That's sit. like
1: every fucking day now. So, nah. Do <laughs> right. we do that every so day? Was and that? then you
4: sit by, like, sitting. Was it the... a part of your childhood? Yeah, yeah. We did it regularly. You'd and go was, to the Port Perry one? S- no, we'd switch it up. We'd go Port Perry or uh, down to Bowmanville because that's where we had lots of family. But gotcha, yeah, I know it's just good vibes for us. Um, it, obviously, as parents, it's hard. Everything with kids is hard. When yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. going yeah. anywhere with kids is hard, especially when you're supposed to sit down and be still for a little while. Like that sounds impossible, but uh, you know it's good. Like when we went last time, it was freezing, and Leo still loved it. So, it's and mind you, we only had to walk, like, a few doors down from where we were living before to right. the parade. Right. Like, we were right. really close. Yeah. So, that made it a little, a little easier. But, I don't know, we're right into the Christmas spirit this year. Okay. Last The last couple weekends, we've been crushing Christmas movies. Nice. Cause, and, like, it's fun now, because Leo is a little older, and he can watch, like, the Santa Claus, and, yeah. like, yeah. I'm... Thinking about getting him into Home Alone, but it's a little early. It's so weird because
1: yeah. I I brought that up. I'm like, okay, let's watch Christmas movie, and we watched The Grinch a hundred thousand times. Yeah, let's watch Home Alone. Robin shuts it down. Nope, absolutely not. I'm yeah. like, why? And she's like, bad guys. I was like, oh yeah. my god, that's a thing. Yeah, that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, like they're trying to No, <laughs> yes. Ars- not arson, <laughs> burglary.
2: Yeah. yeah, they're trying the, to burglarize. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a the thing. wet bandits.
4: I think we've talked about it in the past, but the animated Grinch. With Benedict Cumberbatch mm. as the bridge. I know grown. you don't like him.
1: It has grown on me, but it's, it's really good. Good. It yeah. good. You don't
4: like
0: Benedict Cumberbatch? No, he's just got a dumb face <laughs> and a dumb name. <laughs> it was the name, you yeah. just don't like the name. Uh. I didn't know this about you. Sorry, this is a big, like, I'm, I'm revealing a lot about myself yeah. today. I feel very vulnerable and open. I think we talked about this way back. Right. We did, yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. the Benedict, or is it the Cumberbatch, it's or is the, the whole both thing? Both names combined, and then his face. It's a mouthful. Lie. It's
2: a heavy yeah. name. I'll give you that. It's not a I mean, fan. It's got a statement. When you walk in, you're like, this, like director, face. Uh, like, Doctor
1: Strange. I've never seen it. Oh, fuck Robin. off. just looks very
0: pretentious. Like, he looks like he would be an asshole. Like, you meet that guy at a party, he's not going to be like, hey, it's nice to meet you and have a nice, friendly chat. He's going to be like, who the fuck are you? Leave me alone. It's that I'm
1: Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> it's like that wow. guy from that Irish t- TV show.
0: What's the Irish TV show? I've never Peaky watched Blinders. TV in no. yeah, Ireland. Like, that oh. main guy from P.E.A. Oh,
1: oh, yeah, has yeah. the yeah. same
0: face. Very unapproachable. <laughs> yes. But yeah. his is a little a little sexier. Sexier?
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know if maybe you've maybe seen Benedict Dressed blind-y. Up, bud. <laughs>
0: Uh, I'm going to need more of this Wiser's Deluxe ride with a fucking big bottle. But... We're getting into this. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, We were talking I feel about like Christmas. for
2: parades, for us, I feel like the big thing is preparation. And that's the thing with Meg. Yes. Having gone to them all her life, she yes. knew about this. So we bring lawn chairs. Everybody's dressed to the gills. Uh, By yeah. that, I mean just a shitload of layers. Yeah. Yeah, Blankets. We, we do like, that
1: too, but it's neat. still not fun.
2: So
0: you don't remember this because you <laughs> were, I guess, too young. But Joy was telling me about uh, going to the parade when she was younger. Oh, okay. Because she always wanted to go to the parade and she was super excited to go. Sorry, it's just that was a great so point. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was so excited to go to the parade and finally broke down your parents like, right. okay, we'll go. So I think she was eight. So you would have been a little younger to remember it all. Yep. But she said they were going to the Port Perry one and because you guys lived on the island, you had to drive there. Right. And because you're the Fletchers, you were late getting out of the door. Oh yeah. And Probably Josh's fault. Rolling up to it, all the cars everywhere, no parking. You yeah. had to park super far away and walk there. And as they're walking there, they see like the Santa Claus float going by in the, the background. Oh. And Joni her mom was just like well, we missed it, and like turned around and went back, and Joy was just like devastated, broken devastating. by it, because she was so excited and looking forward to it. And mom, if you're listening to this, you are an amazing mother, and we love you. Please don't take any of this to heart. But she was broken not getting to go to the parade, and right. she never got to go again because right. it was. And understandably, with that many kids, it's a little hard to get out of the house. To oh. go and to you won't NASA take her baby. now,
1: so she's double fucked. Exactly.
0: No, so I think actually it might have been last year or a couple of years ago. I remember. Enjoy taking the kids with Meg yeah. and our listen Jude, and yeah. I don't think we went. No, or maybe it was I a just didn't outrageous. go. No, I didn't go either. It Were was a during
2: the day, I think. It was one of the COVID ones. I thought one of the COVID parades. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but I kind of got like I lucked out not having to go to it. it was one I of the COVID parades, and I think it was like during the week. It was really weird. Because I remember that as well. They went, and it was it was definitely during the day because I remember being light out yeah. for their pictures, which was odd. Even this whole, like, even the whole, like, concept of, like,
1: what Santa brings or what he contributes mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it's it's very strange to me because my like Robin was texting me earlier today and I was like just get her this and put it from Santa and she's like nope that's the big one and Santa brings the little ones remember and I was like I have no idea yeah. right? <laughs> There's yes. no handbook yeah. no one's on the same page nah. with this guy <laughs> like I don't get it I don't understand so I, I don't know I'm just I'm just kind of like I'm gonna go to this parade mm-hmm. for the kids and it'll be like. Everything's so much bigger to them when they're little, so right. it's cool. Yeah. But when they get to that like age where it's just kind of like, Really are we, we doing this mom? Yeah. Like, no, we're shutting we're it dipping. down. Oh, yeah. We are shutting yeah. it down. I, th-
0: I think I'm just hoping for a good like parade value. Like I don't want to just see like old people walking down the street with signs. That's or what like... you're gonna see. Yeah. God, <laughs> no, no, no. Damn, Go to see like, a I couple. I to There's a couple random I want some like yeah. gymnasts. I want some like ones with fire. Yeah. You'll hear some, some bands. Yeah. Some bands. I some I like glow the band. sticks. Some I drummers. Want. Okay, Hear me on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Newcastle one starts with fireworks. I'll give it that. Okay. And then the only thing I did enjoy was there was these two guys in those blow up dinosaur co- like costumes, yeah. <laughs> clearly left over from Halloween, and, and they're just looking drunk. for an excuse for some. Yeah, oh yeah, terrorize the kids. Oh, and so them. you would love it, Dave, because they run down and they're just like with these dinosaur costumes, and the kids are just screaming in terror, <laughs> and they just. And I they think just grant. I and think was, I know it what funny. it is.
0: I think it's that I want to be in the parade. Yeah, and I don't want to be a spectator <laughs> in course. the event. I so, think I want to be, like, juggling
2: We're going to have a bro float next year, aren't we? That part I of can my, get on board with. This was part of my enjoy- enjoyment, Our journey of enjoying it, was one of the first parades I ever went to, I got to be on a float. What? So we went to the Ajax one, and Meg's mum. Worked for the town of Ajax, so she knew people. See. So then we got to go on one of the floats, yeah. and that was my first kind of parade experience. Was actually being in the parade. Okay, so that was you pretty go, fun. You guys
1: weren't part of Boy Scouts. We did that stuff in Boy Scouts. You were no, it? no, it wasn't. It wasn't a Boy Scout. All right? No, no, no not, okay. a thing. not a thing. Bagpipes. That's what I'm there for. I'll oh my bagpipes. <laughs> like, the bag where pipes. else do you hear bagpipes? guys?
4: <laughs> That's why you go to the parade. <laughs> <laughs> Newfoundland also I just thought it would be fun for all of us to go together but no, apparently that's <laughs> no. it was a good a idea and I'm going to give it a good old
0: college try and I'm going to do it to be with my friends yeah, and my family I appreciate and I'll do it invite. for the
2: kids and we'll see how it goes I think that's what can potentially make it more fun too because then you're standing back as the adults you're chirping the different parade yeah. goers oh okay it we makes, can do that yeah, yeah, I can Dave's, get on board Dave's with Dave's that all horny <laughs> about yeah. that no. throw a little Judgment? Baileys in your hot chocolate good to go so we, can we grade them as they go oh, by? For sure. Dave just wants to bully <laughs>
0: someone. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if I can't bully my kids, I want to bully. <laughs> 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 the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <play>? <laughs>
2: oh, shoot! <laughs> what a guy.
0: <laughs> but the Christmas season can be a lot. Yes, we're getting into it. We're jumping into Christmas talk. Yeah. It might be a little early for some people, but it's what December or something by the time you're listening to this, and it can be a tough season for a lot of people because. Yeah. It puts a large financial burden on families. I don't know what things were like for for you guys growing up. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to my mom as an adult and her sharing how much, how hard it was for her and how much money they put on credit cards because friends that we knew and there were like bigger, higher income houses that lived around us and friends that I had that would be getting these new latest things and the big presents and she always felt like she never did well enough for us as kids. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling her, being like, Mom, I absolutely loved Christmas. Like, there was never one that went by that I remember being sad that I didn't get something or that this friend got something that I didn't get and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. I don't remember that aspect of it. I just remember like the family breakfasts and my dad making pancakes the size of my face and stuff like that. And I had these great memories and telling her that. And she's like, Oh, I thought I failed you guys every time. And then like the feeling of like feeling like you failed your kid, but then also once it's all done, feeling like you failed yourself and your family again, because now you've got thousands of dollars of debt on credit cards Mm -hmm. that you have to pay off that you don't have extra money to be able to pay off And stuff just continues to snowball and accumulate. And I know for, I'd say probably the majority of households, it would be really hard to do Christmas and to purchase all of these gifts for kids. Mm -hmm. And especially with inflation and how much everything has gone up, I can only imagine how much presents have gone up this year. And wages haven't necessarily gone up to match that. So I imagine that there's going to be a lot of people stretched fairly thin in this holiday season. Mm -hmm. I hope the big corporate giants hand out some bonuses to their employees to be able to help them through the times. But I don't know if you guys experience any of those emotions around Christmas and yourself, whether it's past Christmases and what you dealt with as kids growing up and feelings about that and wanting to provide something new for kids or the burden of just being able to, to like
2: buy and create this Christmas joy and happiness in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say for me, I, tr- I try to make it about the experiences around Christmas. And I think that would be my encouragement to people who may be struggling, especially this year, with how hard the last couple of years have been, is be to try to focus on those little experiences rather than focusing on the material, like actual gift giving. Is like, yeah. what can you do differently? Or start a new... Um, tradition. tradition with your family because that was kind of my big thing growing up. Because similarly, we didn't grow up with a ton of money, so my biggest memory was always Christmas Eve, spending it with my siblings and watching Christmas movies or other mm. movies. We'd always watch Halloween the night before. Not Halloween, <laughs> that's not even <laughs> the horror word. movie. Home Alone, <laughs> that makes yeah, more there sense. You go. We'd watch that the night before. Number one or uh, two, or both? Uh, number one, number one, classes, always number one. Yeah. Number two yeah. is great. And then, yeah, we'd always, like, sleep in the living room under blankets. And, like, that was a a lot of fun. So I think that's what the encouragement would be. That's what your kids remember, to your point, Dave. It's, like, they don't necessarily remember the gifts that they got, yes, in the moment, your kid is going to make you feel bad if you don't get them that gift that they really wanted. <laughs> yeah. And that just is what it is. But I think if you can create these fun experiences that will be memories for them later on, that's what they're going to end up, again, to your point, Dave, thanking you for. So, yeah. like, that's yeah. what I remember.
4: I do, but I I don't know. Maybe this makes me shallow, but I also remember, like, the anticip- big anticipation of, like, Christmas morning, waking up, yeah, and, right. getting the stocking, getting your present from the one thing that you asked for from your parents, like we kind of gave up on Santa pretty early, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, like I remember that feeling for sure. Like, and we try and recreate those just good vibes for our kids too. I know it's not about the material things. um, And like, we can't really afford a ton. Mm -hmm. So we just have, we set the expectation like pretty clear from the beginning. And thankfully in bigger families, I don't, Everybody kind of does things differently. But in our family, all of our siblings buy stuff for our kids, too. So mm-hmm. that that is all part of it. And right. Like, they end up with more than they need anyway. Yeah. Um, so.
0: I find it hard with, like, as the kids get older, you guys might experience this. But my wife does a really good job of balancing the amount of presents that each kid gets. So yeah. that it's not like one kid gets eight presents and the other kid only gets two. But as they get older, the presents get more expensive. Right. Yeah. So like to get a video game right. or something like that for Ben mm-hmm. is like $80 to $100 yeah. where getting like a doll for Abby is nothing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's trying to also balance the budget of how much money you've spent on each kid as well. Right. And it gets a little bit more tricky. My wife is the the elf of Christmas for us and she does almost, I mean, she does all the work. <laughs> um, I was going to say almost, but I'm like, let's be real. Yeah. She does all the work. Uh, but yeah, it, it gets a little bit more challenging to balance that with them. The, the present, like, and how much it is and like kids don't necessarily understand value of things too. Mm-hmm. So like if you buy a kid, a, like even a video game, it's a very small present where right. her sister could have got, his sister could have got like this massive box that had like nothing really expensive in it, but the size of the box meant that it was a better present, which is weird. So, like, there's that psychology to play around with, too. It gets confusing.
4: Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't really remember the gifts that I got, necessarily. I just remember that experience. And, like, it was was probably because it was just really good family time. Right. And, yeah, something about that anticipation I really Mm -hmm. loved. Um, But for now, for sure, the best part about Christmas and what I look forward to every year is just... Every year, we all like the whole family. My mom, um, my siblings, like close family. We get together on Christmas Eve and spend the day together.
0: Oh, nice! And that,
4: like it, we don't do anything. <laughs> right, like it's pretty chill, but it's just the best. I, I like. I look forward to it every year, um, and then I'm sad when
1: it's when it's all over. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. interesting because when I so when I was younger, I don't really remember i remember feeling jealous for my friends and like other families because for us it was like there was christmas morning and presents but then that was it like there was no like big Mm. like we didn't do a dinner there was no like christmas Mm. eve thing that was like go to bed um even decorating the tree was like not like a whole thing it wasn't like celebrated and i think i've wanted that like my whole life Mm. And I, I had it for a little bit there before we had kids. Right. Mm. So now we're in this, like my family in particular, we're in this weird transition in life where I'm trying desperately to set up these traditions that my my kids will like look up to and aspire to, but all of our traditions are evolving and changing. So like Robin and I used to, stay up on Christmas Eve and stay at her parents' place and, like, we would do this whole thing, but they just moved out of that house. They're getting older now, so they go to bed earlier and, like, all these different things are, like, their new house doesn't really feel like home anymore. And and then, you know, uh, we lost our father-in-law unexpectedly. So there's, like, this really weird... Period in my life where I'm like I have to or I feel like I have to be on my A game and set up all these like we're gonna do mimosas and big breakfasts and stuff like, but at the same point in time it's like, what are we gonna do? Because I don't have that like Christmas vacation type of like right celebration. We yeah, don't have that like we don't we don't have it. And there's nothing. And this like this year I'm kind of like it's weird because I am. In the Christmas spirit, and it's there, our decorations are up, but we don't have anything going on, if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. There's no, like, massive thing that our kids are going to look up to. And just hearing your stories right now, I I feel like our kids are going to enjoy the the simplicity of it. Or they could hate it, like I did.
0: Yeah, and I think they're still so young, too. Like you said, like you are literally in a whirlwind type of...
1: Stage with your family, like yeah.
0: Having the kids so young and, like you said, so many different transitions going on with the family. Because even thinking back to in my childhood, like I, I don't remember that young of an age. Like, right? How far back can you guys go in Fuck your God. in your mind? I like, feel like I have a terrible memory. Yeah, I feel like grade four or five maybe was when yeah. things kind of click for me, when I can think back to, which yeah. is where my son is at. So, and like even the conversations I was talking to Bry about it at work today, like the conversations I'm having with my son are more real and it gets fun because you're, you get to have actual conversations. Right. It's yeah. not like playing dolls or talking about things that are just going in and out like their ears. Right. Yeah. Like he's actually understanding principles, understanding what you're getting across and yeah. asks good questions as well. So I think like, that's where we're at that stage of, okay, like he's, he's getting these memories and he's going to be making memories. I feel like Aria is going to remember everything from her entire life. <laughs> right. Get up to us. Um, but it is, it is interesting. So I think you're in a a weird phase and I don't think I would put too much pressure on yourselves on that.
1: Yeah. I I don't know if, I don't know if there is any, like my wife is just kind of like go with the flow and I don't think she really like cares that much. I just think that I have, it's something that I've always wanted. I've always wanted like that holiday tradition where like either everybody comes over to our house and like we do a big dinner or, or something along those lines. And I think now that I'm, like – I I ha- maybe the pressure that I feel is that I'm, like, I'm robbing that of my kids or we haven't set it up yet where, like, that's a thing. But I'm also at a place where, like, I don't want to push it and force it because I've ma- made mention to uh, my wife about, like, hey, we should go to this person's house or we should go and, like, do this for the – and she's just kind of like, nah, I just want to kind of, like, do our own thing. Right. So you're trying to, like, navigate, like, what's important to her, what's important to me setting up you know the establishing this tradition for the family but i think it's just an evolution like the whole entire process of raising children is it just evolves and changes and and it's just constant so i don't know if there is like one thing that you can kind of hold on to and because, you, you know, you hear like, oh, we always do like the Christmas pajamas and we do this and we do that. I'm like, we've tried. We've we tried to do it and it <laughs> fails. And we're just like, why the fuck are we? We're not these people. Clearly yeah. we are not these people. So why are, why are we doing this? And I think that brings up
0: like a really, really good point where one, you're, lo- you're watching Christmas movies and you're trying to replicate things that you've seen in Christmas mm-hmm. movies or the happiness or joy that they've created on that. But two... There also comes the like Facebook and Instagram posts of Christmas where people are posting either the presents, the family pictures, these great happy moments. And again, like throughout all of Instagram and all of life, people are posting their highlight reels. But I think these specific like holiday moments can hit and trigger people in different ways Yeah, where you either feel like you're not doing enough as a parent because this family has matching pajamas and took this adorable picture by right. the... Like, who knows if there was absolute anarchy and they were like, sit down and take the yeah. goddamn oh, yeah. picture! No, 100%. And then they take it and post it and it's like, oh, life is so good! Yeah, and yeah, it's really yeah. like a shit show behind the camera. But you
4: know what? If you can do that, and still pull off, like, a picture that looks the happy. Smile. Like, that's Good a idea. skill in
0: itself. Share that with the world. My kids would
4: never smile for that picture. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's like, I think I had talked about this in other episodes, of, like, that fear of, like, not doing, or, like, the, yeah. that you're not doing enough as a yeah. parent, where you see people taking their kids to Disneyland, or yeah. on these trips, or doing all these fun stuff with them, and, you're like, well, I'd love to take my kid to a concert, but... I can't afford like an extra random $300 yeah. to take them there. Like, yeah. I can't do that.
4: Well, and there's like holidays are just really hard for some people and like legit suck. Yeah. For some yeah. People. yeah. So exactly. you're not even tr- thinking about like creating good memories because it's just like, I'd rather it just be over and I move on. Like, because this is just too hard. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and even like you think of the broken homes that are doing like the who who am I with on, yeah. on Christmas today? Am I with yeah. mommy or daddy on Christmas today? So that adds a whole nother element. Yeah. And then there's the element of what presents are each of them getting the yeah. kids? And are you battling with your spouse on who's getting your kids the better gifts? And like there can be so much built up around Christmas. So mm-hmm. I find it to be a very interesting conversation because there's so many different dynamics that can come into it. So viewer or listener as you're listening to this feel free to like send us messages dms let us know what your christmases are like what your christmas traditions are like and if you struggle around the holidays reach out to us too and let us know because we'd love to be able to have a conversation with you to be able to see if we can help talk you through some
2: hard times as well and while you're at that like maybe drop by and just leave us a review as well. I was thinking about it, but hey. I was thinking
1: about it, but it was kind of like a, a yeah, really that was like, kind of was, not a great that's yeah, okay. that was like commercialized. <laughs> I said it anyway. It and was like I stand by it. You know what I mean? It's I'm like not mad. It's like Walmart being like, we care about you, yeah, but it, also come buy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will gladly sentiment. be that guy. Cheapen yeah. the sentiments. Yeah, yeah it was like
2: yeah, you kind of like ruin. It I'm a here bit. to water you guys down. I'm all for reviews and everything, but like, don't be. a... Don't also, we'd like to thank Regal Ideas. <laughs> oh my the God! Most innovative railing on the market. Best <laughs> Christmas
0: gift you Could can give to your family <laughs> is
2: <laughs> a Regal Ideas railing. Oh my God! <laughs> victories, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> celebrate it, my friend. <laughs> Unbelievable. One thing that has become a tradition is the Margarita Christmas. So yes. wow, I'm looking one hundred percent We have to schedule that. Yeah, we do. We do. It's getting busy. Jordo's going away for the holidays. You guys what? haven't seen him. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's going away. So. Cali? Yeah. Son of a. Oh, when is he leaving? Duck. Sorry, we can talk about this another time. Uh, yeah, we certainly can, but <laughs> well, that will well, affect our schedule. Let's break down scheduling. Jordan's schedule yeah. right now for <laughs> every Christmas. Listen. So okay. we, we'll be good. We'll do ours we're pre-Christmas. Again. No, because we
0: were Brian and I were saying we got to do like one with the wives, and then do one that's like just the crew. Oh,
1: yeah, we yeah, need to sure.
0: have our like our get drunk at the shop date. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah,
1: we need to. Have the margarita Christmas needs to have. 100 percent. Except um, this
0: year, can we make the Margarita with J.P.
1: Weiser's? Of course. Okay. Sponsored of course, of course. <laughs> I suppose. We're working on it. We're working on it. That's what we'll say here. anyway. <laughs> uh, before we were really interrupted by our plugs... Um, <laughs> I wanted to do, just quickly ask you, How did, have you had any more therapy sessions?
2: Have, yes. How have them gone? Yes, yeah, so I had one this week. It was a morning session. Yeah. So I will start with the fact that I greatly prefer end-of-day sessions. What's the difference? So first one I had, I did uh, right at about 3 o'clock, I think. So okay. left work, went to the session, then went home. That gave me time, time to kind of decompress. I got home before the kids got there so I could like think some things through and then okay. it was just kind of like, whatever, get right into routine, bedtime, yada, yada, yada. This one was right the first thing in the morning, so I had it at 8 o'clock, and I feel like... 8 a.m.? Yeah. 8 a.m.? Um, yeah. yeah. Nope, yeah. not doing yeah. that. One more time. 8 a.m.? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so I feel like the the issue with it was that it just started my day in a very heavy place. Yeah. Now, I had scheduled it on a day that ended up being an office day, which I think was probably good, um, so that I wasn't too distracted with stuff at work, um, as far as on-site and using power tools, um, but still was very distracted for a few hours when I tried to focus in on like numbers and the office thing I was supposed to do just because of the things that we had gone through in this um, session. Now that being said, this is also my second session. So we're already diving into some deep stuff. Yeah. I, I would assume a seasoned therapy goer um <laughs> <laughs> you, you would be more used to maybe the heaviness that you end up feeling post session really so it does that depends on the person. yeah it, that's you,
1: true yeah. too you do hold things then
2: yeah so the other thing too is like i'm trying to be very purposeful so after our last talk um i when i got back in the car i it's funny i turned my phone on airplane when i'm in there and then i got back into the car and i immediately went to turn the airplane off because i was like okay i want to find out like if people need to have yeah. answers yada 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 yeah. and then i caught myself I'm like no like put my airplane mode back gone. And I'm yeah. like, no, I want to take five minutes. And I like kind of just took some notes on my phone from yeah. the session I just had, which I think was really good because it kind of kept me in the space and I wrote down some notes so that, that way I could come back to that as well. Um, but yeah, it was a really good session. Um, we definitely dove a little deeper this time because the first one was just kind of a getting to know you yeah. um, kind of set up. But now the therapist kind of had a sense of who I am so we could dive a little deeper into a few things. Yeah. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll reference my... Like did she
1: notes. did she explain why you had to ruin that nice that, that nice moment that we uh, had? Ah yeah. Earlier, this is probably or... in here somewhere for okay. sure. <laughs> <All
2: right. laughs> when you find it, let me know. Paragraph 3. There is article. a pretty <laughs> interesting <laughs> one. Leave a so... review. Did she tell you to leave a review in the middle of the session? She did. It was awkward. <laughs> um one that I found interesting just because it connects with a lot of the stuff we've talked about as far as memories um, as when you're a kid how far back you can remember yeah um, so the what I one thing I've really enjoyed about this therapist in particular is she's uh, a bit of a research nerd so she she does a lot of research into neuroscience. Um, and the other things that affect her field, um, so she goes into explaining things. She's got a whiteboard in her room, so she'll actually like write down notes and like do little diagrams. A good whiteboard. I do love a good whiteboard. That's oh, fat. I'm a visual. I need. I need yeah, it if I'm going to retain
1: information. Draw I took a picture, picture of
2: it. I'm going to show you guys. Yeah. No, I knew uh, he love the yeah. whiteboard. I knew it was a big thing. For him. He brought that up early. He's wanted a, whiteboard. a whiteboard. Yeah. Yeah. whiteboard. It's right there. No, no, oh, he's wanted one of those in the shop
0: for a long time. I might give it to him for Christmas. I would really appreciate Um
2: So all that being said. Is when you're a kid, your brain isn't fully developed because you don't develop your prefrontal cortex until you're in your mid-twenties. So as a kid, that's on purpose because kids can't comprehend what's happening around them, put all the pieces together because they don't have enough life experience. Um, So she explains it as the triangle of uh, intact memories. So thought, feelings, and behaviors. When those three things coincide and connect, that's when you have an established memory. But when you're a kid, you don't really make those connections. Say those three things again. Thought, feeling, behavior. So that's kind of how things happen. You have a thought, you have a feeling about it, and then you behave based on those two things. Interesting. And that's what can kind of create a memory um, where kids have those blocks set up in their heads. So that's what's interesting about uh, trauma and how that happens in kids and what therapy is kind of all about. Because I've kind of, we got into that a bit during the session because... I've heard a lot about therapy, and that's why I'm here to do this. Um, But that's kind of how she sees it, as you're not necessarily going to solve any problems. You're also not just shooting in the dark. This is going back to previous memories that haven't been completed because your child brain couldn't complete them. But trauma can happen there. You just don't necessarily know it yet because you haven't revisited that incomplete memory. So you're going back to that, kind of completing it. Incomplete because all three things haven't connected. Yeah, exactly. So we got into it a bit too because kids are weird, right? Like kids will just react and behave. So I, I was talking about it from the standpoint of my eldest Murphy because right now she's in that stage where she'll just react and behave and, and not understand exactly feeling. She'll she'll yeah. like smack her brother yeah. and we're like dude why did you do that and she's like I don't know and yeah. like it's sincere she's like I don't know why I did that I got excited and I just did I just hit him and that's right. why they tell
4: you to like say I see that you're feeling very yes. angry right now or like frustrated yeah
2: like, and it's addressing the feeling too and not just shutting it down right because that's what a lot of what I grew up with was just throw that to the side get rid of the feelings well, so the explain feelings that radiation. what does that
1: mean then like, what am I doing wrong no, you're not doing anything wrong. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry. I'm doing everything wrong, apparently. <laughs> no. it's, it's validating right. the <laughs> feeling. It's,
2: it's understanding the fact that, like, okay, so why did you react that way? Was it because mm-hmm. you were feeling angry? Is it because you're feeling sad? Is it because you're feeling frustrated? But if you're asking those questions to
1: a toddler, yeah. are you not giving them the answer? Like,
2: well, and not necessarily saying that. Like, it's what are you feeling right now? It's like, what? So the behavior just happened. Yeah. You just hit your I brother. Hit your what brother, are you yeah. feeling right now? Yeah. And just kind of wait and let them talk and see what they say, right? And it's it's about, two, not necessarily punishing immediately, because yeah. that's something that I reverted to as a father, thinking that my kind of role was to be the disciplinary yeah. one. Because um, you need to command respect. Yeah. And I'm trying to throw that by the wayside, but it's a long journey.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you, two sessions, man. You got time. Yeah, we're working through it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of that is I would immediately jump to I need to have a disciplinary action to this, action that just happened. But because a kid can't connect why they just did that, punishing them is irrelevant because they don't even know why they did it, let alone why they're being punished. Okay, so... uh, Especially at her age. I should clarify, like as kids get older, you start to get cognitive reasoning and you can start to understand like why you're doing certain things and be able to talk through it and consequences just I find that interesting. Our
1: our daughters are the same age. Mm -hmm. So if my daughter hits her brother and I go, why did you just do that? My daughter manipulates or tries to manipulate the shit out of us right. and then she gets all cute and like, I don't know. I just thought he was trying to do that, and like blatant yeah. lie. <laughs> yeah. So as a person that I'm, I'm, we're trying to be like, no, you don't do that. That's not how you do things. But then right. at the, at, in that moment or like when you reflect on it, you are beating that into them. So right. I don't know if, and you can tell that it doesn't resonate because the second is like, okay, yep. So what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. it just doesn't... There's no processing. There's no, like... I don't I don't think... I think sometimes it just takes a while. Does it's it?
2: Re-
4: it's the repetition of correcting a behavior.
2: Right. Interesting.
4: Uh, and, like, it takes... That's what makes it frustrating a lot yeah. of the times. It's because it feels like it's not working. Yeah. And then, like, a year or two down the line, you'll start seeing, like those corrections like taking place they notice them yeah we've noticed that anyway okay if you keep like because we've had we have that conversation all the time it's like oh he keeps hitting like yeah right we're just like just keep following the same like Mm -hmm. process that we've talked about many times together yeah and eventually it will click click
2: okay i 100% agree. The only thing yeah. I would change was just not correcting but understanding. So you're not trying to correct and get rid of a behavior altogether, but more yeah, understanding no, that's where it's coming saying. from. And yeah. some behaviors yeah, you need to get rid of. Though. Yeah, like bullying oh, sure. your kids, They're... man. Hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. But when like, you it's understand it's not it, every behavior. It's, is like it's good helping behavior. them helping
4: them understand the fe- their feelings and yes. what I don't know, I would say an appropriate re- uh, reaction yes. to or behavior from that feeling
1: is in the situation where your daughter smacks your younger son right and then you then ask them how are they feeling because you're trying to understand where their head's at and how and then how do you coach them into saying like hitting is bad and don't do that is that or just just straight up say
2: that yeah so i'm still i'm also not pro uh non- Discipline. So, like, I'm still very big on timeouts. Yeah. So, if that moment happens, especially if I'm in the room, if I see yeah. what happened, like yeah. he took a remote or he did something to clearly that pissed her off. So she yep. hit him. Then it's like, okay, everything stops. Let's have a timeout. But yep. then one thing that I'm getting better at now is like actually sitting down and talking. Yeah. Where it's like before I would be like, all right, timeout. You're going to sit on the stairs and I'm going to go back to either doing the dishes or playing on my phone. Yeah. Where now it's like, no, I'm going to sit with you in this timeout and we're going to talk about what just happened because I saw what happened. Yeah. He did this clearly. That made you frustrated, but yeah. your first reaction was to get frustrated and then hit. Yes. And that can't be the reaction because now you're hitting your brother, yeah. and I don't want to do that because you're <laughs> making him sad. Yeah. And she'll get emotional, very similar to yeah. your daughter, where like there is a manipulation factor there, yeah. and like yeah. she understands what can so get These her kids out of are around five years old to put yeah. this into yeah. perspective. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Yeah. don't know yeah. your, so so your children. Yeah. So yeah. Five and two. What and we have two.
4: chosen to do is like we'll say, use your words yep. first of all, and then say, like, this is something that you might say instead of, like, and we don't use our body to hit somebody else's body. Like, that's, so it's kicking, hitting, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we have seen it, like, come to fruition. Like, uh, it doesn't happen all the time. They're still very young. Yeah. So, like, you see, I know that it's not going to change in, like, a year or something like that. It's going to be a constant conversation, but, like, um, you see it when those little, like, cute little conversations do happen. It's adorable, yeah, <laughs> and, right. and it's like, yes, okay, something is clicking here, because Leo will be like, "Riley, don't do that. Like, this is, I'm frust- Like, this is frustrating me." And then yeah, she'll yeah. be
1: like, "Okay, Leo," and then like, <laughs> they'll just like keep playing. "Yeah, like, what just happened?"
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we can but hold on to that. That's rare. That's yeah. rare. But so, I don't know. I sit back and laugh
0: because, like, as my kids have gotten older and, like, I don't remember them bickering or, like, fighting each other that much when they were younger, but then more so now as they've gotten older. But then I laugh because it's funny because my wife and I have completely different reactions in that when you hear, like, the... "Ah," And, like, the kid starts crying or whatever. And then it's usually Ben and Aria, who's 10 and 8 now. And my instinct is, like, Ben, don't hit your sister. (laughs) And he's, like, but she did this. And then my wife is, like... Aria, don't do that to provoke your brother. And I'm like, we both pick on each other. and Like, I assume that, like, yeah. Ben did something to piss right. off Aria. She did something to piss him off back. And then my wife assumes the other. And it's yeah. just hilarious to listen to it because I'm way harder on him and she's way harder yeah. on her. And I'm like, I don't know how or why those two things came about. But, yeah, your kids are still going to hit each
4: other
1: as they yeah, get older, yeah. guys. It's, they which... might be able to talk it out, but. So... Um, but we if went... it, Sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Uh, We went through a little bit of bullying Mm -hmm. last year uh, with our daughter. So I am, again, I was the fun uncle. I'm the one that's really rough. So my wife kind of supported this initiative, but now we're kind of like maybe we created a monster here. But whenever (laughs) she was in a situation where she has to deal with a Dave, we basically (laughs) told her, and I think I got this from like a TikTok or something, but like you have the three Ts. So you talk. Say no. If that doesn't work, you tell. You tell an adult. And if that doesn't work, you tackle. Right. So now that's the thing. She's like, I, I, I told him no, and then I told you guys, and you weren't listening, so I tackled him. And I'm like, No, you didn't. Those, those did not <laughs>
3: All right. Also, it's there needs straight to,
2: be to tackle. The <laughs> space <laughs> of time in between age. Yeah. It's like, don't do that, mom, dad. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: It's it's just, it, and it's infuriating to me because it's. I feel like I have created this. Right. This behavior. Mm-hmm. So and then I get torn. I'm like, I don't know how to correct something because I want her specifically to be confident and be able to like stick up for herself. I just don't want her to give her brother a concussion, that's <laughs> right. right? You know what I'm saying?
2: And there's a difference between play fighting and like if they're right. both into it, they're both wrestling, yeah. whatever. Yeah, that should never and be trying a thing. Like, to injure. Yeah, <laughs> that's a part of being. A, that's a part of being a kid. There's yeah. a difference, or it's hey, you just took the remote, I was about to do that, and your first reaction is, to take a swing. Yeah. Like, that powerful. shouldn't be your first reaction, yeah. Yeah. so I think it's just coaching through that. It's going like to be his first reaction. reaction. He is yeah. going to. It's. <laughs> it,
0: I find it amusing as an adult, like, with the kids being older, stepping back and just, like, listening to it happen in the other yeah. room. Like, when you can hear the escalation. You probably like, started it in the first place. You should have heard what he said about you.
2: <laughs> Dave sending yeah. texts to his kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Ben Or Ben comes in and asks if you have a candy cane. No. Arya, right, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> now let's watch.
0: But then, so often, like, it's usually when they want attention or they're not yeah. getting attention. Right. Or like even our youngest, Abby, when she wants one of them to play with her and they won't play with her because they're busy doing something else. And then she gets upset that they don't want to play with her and then it causes conflict and stuff like that. There's usually, like you were saying, a reason to why something is being provoked or why something's yeah. happening and it's about trying to figure out that why and if you can help them do it when they're younger then maybe you can also help talk them through that when they're in their teenage because i think life changes so much as you grow up dealing with things as a kid are you going to remember all that are you going to remember the christmas present you got on yeah. the on like the yeah. 2023 year or, or, or like your your memory's fading you're not losing like memory remembering everything you're turning into a teenager you're getting all these hormones and life changes again completely so parenting shifts so much as we go but I think it's cool the aspects that you're learning from therapy because they can apply through all of those stages right yeah. and, and that it's was just being able to be patient to work through with
2: with it exactly and that was the biggest takeaway i had and one of the biggest things we talked about is just understanding your kids and communicating with them and talking about feelings not just shutting them down
0: so is this talking to you about your stuff and you're now applying this to your kids the stuff you're learning yeah but this is working on your past memories and stuff
2: yeah so we basically did our hour session on me and my stuff. And then we went over time because she wanted to talk, because I brought up like literally my kids and this stuff that was happening and she didn't have a next client. So she's like, I got a bit of time. Let's talk about this, how it applies to like parenting and your kids, in my opinion. So that's when we kind of dove into that a bit, but it all kind of sparked from me and my stuff and my growing up because I felt like me growing up, which is very similar, I think to a lot of people in our generation is there was no room for feelings growing up. Mm -hmm. It was shut that shit down, stop fighting, go sit in different corners by yourselves Mm -hmm. where you're trying to now sit by yourself as a kid and try to put together why all of this just happened to you which now it kind of makes sense why and it was really cool too because she got into a few things too that we've talked about before which i thought was neat because we just sit here and we talk and we're not experts on this stuff but she got into like this the heading over top of this on the white the whiteboard is trauma because she's talking about the fact that like those are childhood traumas. Those moments when you're sitting by yourself trying to figure out why you've just been punished. Mm. That's a little piece of trauma Mm -hmm. and like those add up. Um, So yeah, that's what a lot of our discussion was around as far as how it applied to me in my life. Um, Because she had a couple of good lines where it was like the uh, suppression, suppression of emotions, what leads to depression So I've always thought of it as like ignoring emotions for myself or not having them. And she's like, no, that's just suppressing them. And the more you do that, the more that can lead to depression because you're creating more gray is what she explained it as. So like within your brain, the more you suppress these different big emotions, the more you're just creating a a gray area in your mind of right. like, okay, I guess we don't feel those now. Where the human experience is emotion. Right. The human experience is going through life, experiencing all these different things and how different people affect you. So the more you suppress those different reactions that you can have and not understand how they work is right. what leads to a life that is just kind of numb. So it's like <sighs> you're, still, you're still having
4: the emotions you yeah. just, you just don't know what, your body doesn't know what to do with it. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And that was kind of where I was coming from because I have this thing for myself where, I'm trying to think of the few, few different things you said, but it's the stoicness that has been seen as a, uh, a valuable thing that I have. I'm a very stoic individual and I see that as a value still and we're going to continue to work with it. What does through. stoic mean? So stoic is just like, like calm, is that emotionless? Calm, cool, collected, yeah. Yeah. everybody like can rest their stuff. Kinda yeah. Thing. yeah. Um, but she was saying like that is kind of a dangerous line to walk because that stoicness can lead to numbness, which is that gray area and can very easily read into, lead into depression. Yeah. Um, where, yeah, experiencing more life and more emotion is what brings you to life um, and how other people see you. Um, it is interesting because I feel like some people
4: um experience depression in different ways yes. where it's like they have really high highs yeah and really low lows yeah and they just get stuck in the low lows sometimes yeah so it's a it would be a different
2: yeah form a different of type because yeah. that's what I talked to her about she was like could you consider yourself a depressed person I was like no not at all like I don't I don't relate with that at all the yeah. idea of depression like we've talked about that a lot I, I know it fairly well yeah. um, so I definitely wouldn't see that but based on our conversation like yeah I could see how down the line that could lead to that right especially if you got secluded and that's one of the big things right like the any kind of depression it all kind of leads back to feeling alone right. and like you're completely separated so I have an incredible community we talk about this all the time with the mm-hmm. four of us and like the people people outside of the four of us that we have in our lives. Like that community is what makes me feel like that's never something that I've connected with. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, still like, that's one of the biggest things that I wanted to go to therapy for was like, okay, I want to understand who I am more and understand this more because it's always seen as a virtue for me that I'm stoic and calm and cool and collected, but I've also never fully understood, it. Understood. Um, And I don't know how I feel about it yet. Right. So I think it's just a journey in understanding that because I think right. the more I can, yeah, kind of figure it out can right. be the more that I can understand my own feelings and work through that and move forward. Yeah,
0: because I think, like, they talk about, like, in meditation, like, l- allowing the feelings to come kind of like a highway as cars passing where mm. it's, like, you can see them, you can acknowledge them, and you can either watch them go or, like, you can try to understand how they are. And, yeah. Because I think there still is a strength to... That stoicness of being able to um, see or experience an emotion, not bury it, yeah. but also not make it evoke uh, a large reaction out of you. Exactly. Because like, maybe it's not as great when you don't get to evoke that same joy and happiness that other people do, mm-hmm. but when you don't evoke the same like anger and aggression maybe that others do as well, where you can see that, you can acknowledge it, and then you can be able to
2: deal with that instead of lash out with it or something like that. Yeah. And I think too, it's, it's mixing the stoicness. I'm going to keep saying that term, uh, the the calmness with vulnerability. She's saying that's one of the biggest things. Cause typically somebody who is seen as that calm, cool, collected person, it's very difficult for them to be vulnerable because you're constantly suppressing and pushing those things aside. If you don't understand them, it's impossible to be vulnerable with them where I think that's the journey I've been on for a long time and yes. having people like you in our lives and specifically Dave, you and I being business partners and partners in life for such a long time, you being a very vulnerable person has helped me to be vulnerable as well. Right. Um, so I think that's something that has allowed my stoicness to not lead to more negative things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and is why it's something I want to continue to, yeah, just focus on and learn on.
4: Yeah, like you, if you think about people who are like wise who you would classify as wise mm-hmm. in your life, who you would go to, like, as a mentor or something like that. you Most of those people, I would say, would you would classify as stoic as mm-hmm. well. But they just know how to, they know how to, um, like, name an emotion. Right. And they know how to handle their emotions. Like, I would say that they don't suppress emotions. Mm-hmm. People who are wise and, like, yeah, who would be good mentors. like Because you wouldn't be able to... Like, give good advice if you're not right. able to, like, handle those types of things. Yeah. So, I, like, I can see how it could be one or the other, like, good or bad. Yeah. Like, depending on how you're dealing with that emotion. That's A fine line to walk.
1: I want to thank you for being so open and sharing all of this stuff. It's I'm sorry for asking all the questions, but I do find it extremely interesting. That's what we're here for. I have one question. Yeah. What does the whiteboard look like when you walk into the room? What do you mean? Is it erased or like all of your uh, show notes? That stuff left? was on
2: there from a previous session, I'm assuming. So you just piggybacked. I did. <laughs> I <cheated. laughs> session one, it was blank and she drew some stuff for me because okay. we were talking about the brain and how yeah. it actually works. Got it. Uh, this time it was already on there and our discussion kind of led there and she was like, well, actually, if you'll reference the whiteboard <laughs> and we went into that. So she still drew more on it because mm-hmm. our discussion was different Evolved, than, yeah. Yeah, because I think the person she was talking about before was specifically talking about childhood trauma. So this totally. was another interesting point she brought up. I'm going to spout some facts that she better to me. Hope there's not a broken telephone here, but it is what <laughs> it is. Okay. Um, but she was talking about a study that was done on trauma and PTSD specifically. So intense PTSD from people coming back from the war. So they found that only... And their case study that they did, it was only actually 20% that experienced severe PTSD. Mm. And of those 20%, they found 100% of them all experienced childhood trauma well before they had gone to the war. So there was a direct correlation in their study between childhood trauma and then feeling PTSD from these people who had gone to war. And then how they would handle that. Exactly. And how they brought that back. So I found that really interesting. Um, just because, yeah, if you're going into an intense situation with an already fractured mind, right. you've basically got no chance.
4: You like, don't have the tools.
2: Yeah, you. There's so many of those past traumas and those past memories that you're carrying with you all the time. If you've never gone back, you've never resolved any of that. When you carry those into an intense situation, you're gonna get your brain's gonna get torn apart because yeah, it already doesn't know how to fix those yeah. those triangles that we were talking about. So I found that to be a really interesting point as well. Huh. And yeah, just talking about therapy and how she does it and how she sees it was really interesting to me because I didn't know how any of this worked so I loved her approach with it so far and we'll continue to dive deeper but I also like I hate when you have an idea that you think is so good and then somebody else does it because Jonah Hill just released that on Netflix about his Therapy and doing a full doc on his therapist, where it's like, that was an idea I had going into this of like, what if you literally shot a show about people in therapy? Like I talked about this before, but I think it would be really interesting because you do, like it is a very vulnerable space and you dive in, like she got me in tears during this therapy session. This is the person I met now twice. Yeah. Where it's like, you do, you're you're diving into stuff that you don't necessarily think about, but that's the point. Yeah. You're going back to these memories where it's like, shit, like that's a memory I have and I haven't thought about that since that happened. Right. And so, that probably affects now.
0: Right. And without going into the stories of what those are as you don't I also don't to. mind
2: going into those. And if, um, if
0: you want to you can but yeah. like did you find it
2: helpful going back there? I did. Because I think what the other part of this journey for me is, is trying to become the best version of myself and specifically for my kids. Like that's my biggest thing right now is I want to be the best dad to my kids that I can be. Um, and I feel like there was pieces in this five years that I've been a dad, (laughs) like the mistakes that I've made and things that have happened. It's like, okay, that's the stuff that I want to try to address. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, it was a thought I had when I was going to therapy. Um, and I'll start this by saying I have the utmost respect and love for my parents 1,000%. Um, mm-hmm. They're the reason I am who I am, and I never would change them. Um, and a lot of the mistakes that they made, in my opinion, come back to probably the way they were raised right. and traumas that they had growing up and all of that. And we got into that a bit, which was really an interesting subject. And I'm looking forward to exploring that more because she's like, you, a lot of people have this issue where you have pity on your parents as you grow up because you can see how they were raised, what their life is, and you can give your parents all the excuses in the world as to why they would have made those mistakes. But at the same time, when all you're doing is that, you're not validating yourself and the things that may have happened to you. And without doing that, you can't move forward and you can't change that. So, yeah, one of the things I had was on the drive there, I thought about it and then we got into it. And it was just this idea of I never, I don't have a memory from being a kid of my dad, f- like, coming to find me or so- seeking after me. I don't have a memory of being somewhere by myself and dad walking into the room. Even just to say it's dinner time. Like right. my dad was working all the time. And I again, I completely understand that. We had a crazy life when I was a kid. He had eight kids. He was a lawyer. He just worked a shit ton. Um, but the only time that I had one-on-one with my dad or the only time he came to got me was when there was work to do. We It was a Saturday. It was time to go chop wood. It was time to go build something. Um, and that was kind of our our time together, but there was never a checking in or there was never a coming in to just chat. And there was never those moments that I had with them. And there's an age gap there, too, because he was an old-ass man when they had me. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, just working through something but like again, that. But, again, that's giving your parents a thousand of the, the, the exactly. exactly, yeah. Which you want to do, because that was my one point that I brought to you. I'm like, I would never want to reach to a point where I resent my parents. Oh, yeah. And right. I don't think I ever will, because yeah, I had no. a very good upbringing. Yeah. And I'm not dumb to that, but at it's the same completing time. completing that memory. Exactly. Right completing about, right? that, putting that together, and realizing, like, Yeah, that's not something I want my kids to have. I want to be the dad that's always checking in on them and not necessarily always Meg having to go into these big moments or having these discussions with them about emotions. Like, I want to be involved in all these little things so that they know their dad was always there for them.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting story that you brought up just because Joy, my wife, went away with her sisters on the weekend Mm -hmm. and she was talking about how Aria, our middle child, can be very middle child Where it's, like, that attention-seeking thing. And, like, my wife kind of got made fun of, like, being the attention-seeker when she was growing up. But, like, seeing it with Aria and being like, oh, why does she do this? How do I, like, get her out of this, like, need for attention kind of thing? Um, And she was talking to her sister about it because Aria, her daughter, was reminding her of their daughter. And she said one of the biggest things she did was she went to her when she wasn't asking for her. Mm. And she said she, she just... Any little thing, whether it's like she's not asking for mommy or anything or asking for the attention. And when she's not asking them for attention, go over to her, rub her back little things like sit down with her, do something when they're not asking. And she said, because she did that, she filled her bucket up so much Mm. that she wasn't needing to come to you. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're not going to the child and that causes them to come try to get that attention or, or act out to try to get the attention from you because to draw it out as opposed to going to them when they're not asking for it, which kind of reminded me of that story of you where it's like, not remembering dad coming to you when he didn't need you for anything other than just to be there kind of thing. And I think that's a great parenting tip to throw out there to our community too. Yes. Life is busy. Yes. The craziness of, of work of running a family of running a household is busy and stressful. And your alone time, we speak highly of and being precious to you to be able to have that alone time. Mm -hmm. But be cognizant of those moments where your kid is content and is doing something. Yeah. Because I find often as parents, if your kids are content and doing something, it's like, okay, don't yeah. breathe, don't do anything, <laughs> we don't want to ruin this moment. Yeah. But if they are, be cognizant of that and make that, that approach to them. To yeah. be the person that reaches out the hand to them mm-hmm. instead of them coming to you. Um, I think that's a, a, a great takeaway from this episode to be able to to put into your life and, yeah. and kind of try it's to act on.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, and I th- thing
4: I would add to that is, like, be enthusiastic about seeing your children. Like, right. that's a... S- oh. I've had a very similar conversation with my wife last night about this. And she's like, I literally don't remember a time when my dad was super excited to see me. Hmm. And she was just, like, in tears about it. Yeah. She's like... It just, I just always felt like a burden, right? Because of that, she just, she felt like he was just like checking the boxes kind of thing, like. Mm -hmm. um, So, it it just made me realize like how important that is to a child is to, is to show them how excited you are about them, and how much
2: you
1: love them, and their interests too. Yeah, yeah, like I have to learn Barbies. Oh yeah, (laughs) yeah,
2: because they're important to her. Yeah. Right? Well, it ties back to a previous thing that we talked about, about playing pretend. Yeah. Like that's It's an interesting thing that Meg has good insight on because of her work and working with kids. And a lot of what she does is literally just playing with kids because she does speech therapy, and a lot of it's just playtime. Um, but she sees it a lot where when dads come in with their kids, she's like, dads are awful at playing with their kids. Like <laughs> She's found like they're just terrible at pretend, and they don't know how to do it. He's like, I didn't know people literally just didn't know how to play. Like, she's had dads be like, what do I do? She's like, (laughs) whatever you, like, we're playing farm animals. Just pretend to be a cow. And they're like, I'm the cow. I'm going to the bathroom now. Like, they're just terrible at it. But it's like, it's encouraging people to, like, that is very uh, crucial in your kids' development is those Mm -hmm. moments of just playtime and being with them and, like, whether or not it's just working on language or just social interaction like those are such big times and to your point Dave it's so easy to step back and be like right.
0: we're all victims of that
4: like it's, your kids are well, playing well, nicely hard. and sometimes yeah. you just
2: need a minute to Exactly, relax. Yeah. but yeah. try like, try to rally and, and I
0: think it's hard because we're all going through our own shit too yeah. right? right. it's like we're all going through our own drama like trauma of the day of yeah. the yeah. job we do of the people you work with anything that's going yeah. on there's so much built up around that that you're right. dealing with Then you have this tiny human that you're raising as well, right? And that's
4: part of the responsibility, like you you said. Like and that's what my takeaway after last week's talk, too, is like I have a responsibility to dig into
0: this so that I can be, like you said, like a better parent for my kids. And one of the other things is like it doesn't have to be you don't have to do this every day. Yeah. You don't have to do this every week. It's just doing it when you can doing it when you can. Yeah. When you think about it. And not putting the pressure on it and stuff, but like anytime, because My wife brought up a good point, even like and kids don't understand shit. They don't remember shit. They don't (laughs) understand. They can't put all the pieces together like we talked about. Right. And she brought up a point of like uh, I said, like, yeah, my grandpa used to always come to all my hockey games. Like I was kind of saying this and that like I wish my dad would be coming to my son's soccer games more often and stuff like that. And she's like, but did he? And I'm like, right. well, yeah, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did, but like, mm-hmm. oh shit, did he? Or was it just that one or two times or that like right. those couple of right. times a year that he did, that meant so much to me mm-hmm. that it felt like he was always there Right. when I think back to that memory. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good point. Right. So even with your kids, it's like your kid could grow up and be like, my dad used to play Barbies with me all the time right. or... Yeah or XYZ right. used when to build Lego with me today. all yeah. the time where it was literally like two times when they were younger but yeah. that's how much of an imprint you're leaving on them right, right. in those yeah. special moments
2: but it's yeah. so easy to fall into those routines kind of like you were saying with, with uh, your wife and yeah. her relationship with her dad where it's like you can fall into that where the only interaction you have with your kid is when either they're coming to you to ask you for something or you're going to them to ask them for something yeah. where it's like I'm just going to you to tell you that this is happening or tell you you have to do your homework right. and they're only coming to you because they want something to eat or they want this or want that. Like, that was very much I found my relationship with my dad growing up. I only went to him when it was like, okay, mom said no, or she said, I have to come ask you, (laughs) and that's why we're here. (laughs) Yeah,
4: it's interesting, too, what you were saying, because I was the one that was kind of like having pity on her dad Mm -hmm. in the conversation. Like, I was was validating her feelings, Mm -hmm. but I was also like, there's a reason why your dad would have been like that. Yeah. Like the way he was raised and they were they were going through a divorce like when mm-hmm. at that time. So like things probably weren't great. Yeah. And he was probably terrified to like screw up with you guys all the time because he's like dad wasn't a natural thing for him. Mm-hmm. Like and like so their their relationship now is very simple, but it's like it's good. It's better than like, my relationship with my dad, (laughs) like, I would say. But, like, uh, yeah, just, like, I was playing that role for her. It was, like, it was just interesting that you brought that up. It's like, we do so easily
2: just not validate sometimes. Right. And we make excuses for other people. And I think it's good to always have understanding Yeah, that's valuable so that you don't build resentment towards somebody. And put blame on... Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, it's validating and understanding that, but at the same time, validating yourself and understanding how that affected you so that you can start to put yourself back together.
0: And understanding that there is no perfect parent. There is no thing you can do to be the perfect parent, to raise the perfect kid. Your kid is going to develop trauma, whether it's from you, whether it's from other people in their lives, whether it's stupid friends from school that bully them or dads that bully them, who knows? But yeah. you're you're never gonna be the perfect parent. Your kids are gonna be screwed up, they're gonna work through it as adults, but I think the most important thing is you being there for them in those moments and being right. able to talk things through with them. Try and just trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just give it give it the best effort you can. And hope for the best sometimes. But I think also having a community to challenge you to learn. I think having a podcast to be able to learn stuff about this. Like this is really insightful for me as a dad still. Like getting to learn what you're going through and going through this process of Mm -hmm. therapy and the things that you're taking away from it that I can take home as well to implement in my own life, Mm -hmm. in my own memories, and with the memories I'm making with my kid. And I think like... Yes, we started this conversation talking about Christmas and the holidays. And I think it's great that we started with that and are ending with this because the holidays are a huge memory for kids. Mm -hmm. There's a lot happening around there. Yes, it's a couple of days or maybe it's the days leading up to it. But there are core memories that are made around the holidays. And I think that for our small listening base and the people that do listen to this, To be able to take some of these home with you and implement them into your life as you go through these holidays. And if you are struggling in this time and it is a hard time for you, yes, that is okay. And it's okay for you to struggle in this time with your memories and the things that you have gone through. But at the same time, think of your kids making these memories and going through this time as well. And try to put yourself into their place as you are also struggling with things. So yeah. it's, it's a hard balance to work through, but I'm, I'm excited that we talked about this, and yeah. our last two episodes have gotten a lot more deep and heavy, which is really cool, and yeah. I didn't know that we would become therapists, and we're not therapists. This is not, a, <laughs> no. this is not advice to take but home this to is the our bank, therapy. <laughs> but we are learning, and you're literally in the room with us learning as, as for random grown dads that are just trying to be real. But
2: we're talking, I think a lot of what we're talking about is the responsibility of being a parent and Brian yeah. touched on that. It's like like, it, it is an incredible responsibility. Like anything in life, you get out of it what you put into it yep. and it's realizing that your kids also get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. be the best parent that's you scary. can. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right? It terrifying. is scary, but I think like, don't let it scare you. Like, <laughs> I think like, that's one of the things, I don't know, that yeah. I find women can get caught up on on like what have I done? Like, am I not being a good enough mom? And I think as dads, we can do a bit of a better job of just not like worrying too much about how we're impacting our kids necessarily. But at the same time, like maybe we should worry Mm -hmm. about it more, but, (laughs) but don't worry too much about it because it's just like, it's It's Like, it's an impossible task. Yeah. And I find no matter how many Instagram posts you follow or, or podcasts, or random things you're listening to to try to be the best, and how can I gentle parent better, Right. or should I be this type <laughs> of parent? There's so many different strategies and stuff like that, but find something that aligns with you, y- who you are, and who your spouse is, mm-hmm. and something that you guys can work together to to carry out,
2: kind of yeah. thing. love your kids, but also give yourself permission to fail.
0: Yeah, and like, make and fun yeah, of them
2: great. for now and then if you need yeah, to. Yeah, you for can sure. make fun of them, just don't Bully the
0: shit out of you. You just mock them. Like, you don't like if your kid's like, but they're bugging me and you don't go back to them. Oh, me, me,
1: me, yeah, me. and then your kid comes to my kid and does that uh, and no. I get pissed off.
0: <laughs> and then your kid goes it, it, through it, the three Ts. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And then Mark just comes out of nowhere and tackles Dave.
3: <laughs> it's a vicious cycle.
0: But then we start snuggling. Yeah. As long as it all ends with snuggles, then it's all good. <laughs> so, so I hope there's been some takeaways for you in this episode. I know there's been some takeaways for me and may the sun shine brightly on your face. What about mocking your kids? My kids hate it, but like mimicking them um, me, 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 me. Like You're just that an show. asshole. You are an asshole. That's a, that's a dickhead that's, thing to do.
1: Yeah, that's a hard
2: no in yeah. our <laughs> house. Yeah. Are you
0: kidding me? Robin
1: will fucking shoot me
2: in the face if I come in and bully my kids. Uh, Santa Claus parade. There's no point going if you don't believe in Santa Claus because then it's just a fat guy in a suit. We're going to have a bro-loss float yeah. next
4: year, aren't we? <laughs> okay. what that I can mind. get on board
2: with. I didn't know people literally just didn't know how to play. Like, she's had dads be like, what do I do? And she's like, whatever you, like, we're playing farm animals. Just, Pretend to be a cow, and they're like, I'm the cow, I'm going to the bathroom now.